My name is Fraser. My name is Mark. And we are the hosts of the Geekiest Show Alive. To the outside world, we're ordinary geeks. But in the Fab International Studios, we talk comics and find other geeks just like us. This is Geek of the Week. Welcome to Geek of the Week. You're on issue 24. I saw what you did it, there. Get it with the 24. That, that, that pleased me. If you missed it, there was a... <laughs> that definitely pleased me. There was a theme from uh, the TV show 24, which was very nice. You know, the lot of numbers wonderful in. and scary and innovative. And Kiefer Sutherland was fit. Of course I liked <laughs> 24. So that pleased me. Thank you, Fraser. So you have your regular hosts, Fraser and Mark. I'm Fraser. Oh, yeah, I'm Mark, are you? <laughs> And yeah, issue 24, so we thought I we'd do a excited. nice little, yeah. <laughs> you know what, I never saw the uh, TV show 24. I did Get see this. on it. I saw the Simpsons parody though, so it's basically the same thing. 24 was, was the original binge show. Yeah. Uh, the Just the nature of it being in real time just meant, it was like next one, next one, next one. And I, I vividly remember that is, it was, for a lot of people it was the first show that they ever binged. And it was, it was the first show I ever binged. I borrowed it on DVD off a mate and I just couldn't, I couldn't get enough. I, I, I didn't sleep until I'd seen the first series of 24. That does sound like great binge, yeah. It was super bingy. <laughs> super bingy. But is it a comic book? There have been comic books made of it, yeah. Oh, then maybe we can stick it on. <laughs> we could forcibly get it on. If I'll we, happily watch 24 if we with thought, you. If we thought about this in hindsight, we could have de- dedicated the whole 24 uh, episode of this to 24. The comics weren't good. Oh, well, the video game dis- was all right, but the comics weren't good. Maybe there should be another podcast that do... I don't know, it could be a podcast on TV shows and their 24th episode could be 24. That but then what do you do for the first 23? Just random TV. We're yeah. going to focus on random TV shows. I'd probably do a Hard Mighty Mother episode, but that's just me. Yeah. We're but, not doing another radio show. There's enough work for this one. Exactly. Well, you say work. Reading <laughs> comic books. Exactly. That's not really work. It's just enhancing our hobby even more and True. taking it further. And sharing it with the beautiful listeners. They are all beautiful. Yeah. Each and every one of you. Yes. Our many, many fan. Our many, many fan. <laughs> Should we make that thing? No. No. We've got a jam-packed show for you anyway this week. Uh, some of us, one of us, <laughs> one half of the team, got to watch uh, Shazam early, so we're going to talk about that with non-spoilers in the news. And then, But we've also got a load of other news. Don't worry, we're not doing what we did with Captain Marvel and being like, nah, we're erasing the news just for the film because that would be we'll kind of unfair. We'll do a proper review of Shazam when yeah, we've both it, seen it. When we've both when seen it. And when, you know, everyone, most people most have, people have seen it. Yeah, yeah. Well. We're fair like that. And then we'll spoil it all. Cause Massive it's all, spoilers. It's all like seeping and wanting to come out right now, but I'm holding it back. I'm holding... You've just spoiled who's seen it. I'm holding the spoilers back. Well, obviously, yeah. Out of the two of us. (laughs) If you've listened, uh, you would have guessed. (laughs) We've also got uh, some cool stuff on Polo Pass. We've got some stuff from last week. Got some stuff from this week. It's really cool. We haven't got any stuff from next week because we can't time travel. No, we can't time travel. Not yet. I would like... That would be really cool. (laughs) 
But yeah, we've got some spider titles again, so you know, it clearly Fraser's influence has been felt on that. We've got Trade Off, it's the last one of women, International Women's Month. And we also have Comics Compared, which is back. Woohoo! I know so, you like comics. It's sort of in relation to Shazam, but we'll talk about that when we get to that. Do mm-hmm. you want to start with the news? Yeah, yeah. Let's roll it. So, you know with the sound of J. Joe and Jameson, it's time for the news on Geek of the Week. And like we said, um, I got to see Shazam early. They did um, some early screenings uh, with Odin Limitless. Some other cinemas did screenings. I don't know how they... Um, Limitless is sort of just like a monthly subscription, so I think that was their way of rewarding them. I imagine Cineworld did something with their we, we Unlimited. We Limitless, but Mark unfortunately was I was working... So, um, I, um, cheap plug. I, I run a pub quiz at uh, Head Bar in Stretford, and it's great fun and silly, and you should come. When Shazam's not on. When Shazam's not on, which isn't, in, which is never <laughs> which going to be Which isn't next again. week. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it will be on next week, but it's not going to be. every Wednesday it's not, at Head Bar, you should come. My pub quiz is great. It's not going to be a uh, limitless screening next week. It is going to be on next week, Wednesday. Oh, no, wait, will it? I don't even think... I think it's that early that it might not be on this Wednesday. No, it's not. It's another, oh, so it's No, I looked it up. It's a couple of weeks before I get to then see Shazam. Then it's definite. Woohoo. But oh, I mate. am running my quiz next week, half past seven yeah, exactly. at Head Bar in oh. Stretford. Awful. What? Got to get them plugs in. Trying to plug socket for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just getting a, what they call an extension cord for all your many, many plugs. It's dead easy to get to Stretford as well. Just hop on a tram from Manchester City Centre. Not if you're listening in like Australia or America. True. Then you have to get on a plane. True. Then a tram. <laughs> My quiz is good, but it's probably not worth flying <laughs> over from Australia. <laughs> There's lots of really nerdy questions on it. If you listen to this show, you'll do well. Yeah, <laughs> just if you if yeah if you listen back, he threads the answers throughout the show. Not joking. Could you imagine if you were that prepared? <laughs> I would love to be that intelligent, but it would I'm be not. great, wouldn't it? Oh, if only. Sorry, did but, you Shazam. But anyway, yeah, Shazam. Uh, it also came out. Uh, they did some Fandango screenings in the US, and the reason I'm bringing it back to news or River News. Yep. That is not a word. Revenues is you back. Revenues is back. Revenues is not a word. Revenues is. Revenues is. It's you talking about something else. Renews. You're not allowed to do this. Renews. It's making it happen. <laughs> we keep saying it. People are no, thinking no, it. You, it's a word. You keep saying it. Just say it. You say it back as well. With hate. <laughs> and I say it with love. There's a balance. Oh, <laughs> So to make the review revenue to make it worth it, um, yeah, the screenings, the screenings um, gave it a good box office considering you know it was limited screenings and it did relatively well worldwide. So good job, Sajam. People actually wanted to see it. Now, like we said, non-spoilers um, are coming, so don't worry. I'm not going to say this person dies, this happens, or this. Um, I am really. I'm going to try and hold in some stuff because I got very excited. But I want to talk um, first off about the screening. It was really nice to go there um, and be with like sort of fellow geeks. I was sat next to people who were talking about various different uh, comic book films. I should have really whipped out a business card. And like, oh, well, you didn't like. give them a business card. <laughs> no, because oh, Fraser. because I didn't agree with some of their opinions. 
They disc- oh, were they like me then? No, they, they intelligent. No, no, they disc Green Lantern, and which is Did Green Lantern which, was a diabolical <laughs> film, <laughs> which is fair. But they were like, oh yeah, uh, uh, I was just like, oh well, I don't, I don't think I can talk to this guy. Well, they dis and they dis Mark Strong's performance as Sinestro, which I thought was one of the redeeming things in that film. And mm. yeah, no, it was a bad. Yeah, I probably should have just like that. It's one of them. Like Green Lantern's just a guilty pleasure for me, and. I like it anyway, but that's just because I like Green Spawn's Lantern. a guilty pleasure for me. <laughs> it's it's a terrible film, but the soundtrack, I just sit there and grin. <laughs> With joy. But yeah, it was really cool. There was laughs all around. Like, it was that big... You know, like, you sort of go for a midnight release. It was all that sort of good vibes. People were just there to enjoy a film. Um, you could tell some of them weren't superhero fans because they left before the post-credit scene. There's two post-credit scenes, Ooh. just to let you know. Don't leave until the end, and then you're done. Um, they're really they're funny post credit scenes as well. They're not like a big like oh you have to see this because it's going to set up five million different films. It, they're just they're nice. They're nice post credit scenes. I don't know if that's a spoiler. Um, nah, no, telling people that, po- that there's post credit yeah. scenes is a service. But yeah, there's loads of people. Um, they were everyone was sort of like laughing around at all these different parts, and you know I was giggling and stuff like that. But then I got really giddy at one point because they kept. They set up this thing at the beginning of the film, and again, I don't want to spoil it. But if you're a Shazam reader, you'll sort of, sort of pick it up yourself. And I was like, "Oh, are they going to do this?" And if you listen to this show, I did. I've talked about my wish that this happened. Um, that again might be a spoiler if you're intelligent with it, but not quite yet. Well, but, I suspect they'd have to listen. Back. Exactly. They kept. So they kept. I can't remember what you were kept, chatting about. Oh, that's good. As long as you're not spoiled by it. So they kept teasing <laughs> this thing. And then when it got close to it actually happening, I was like, I actually let out a geese and went, yes, yes. And then everyone else must have just been like, what was that noise about? And why is someone so excited? And then when it happened, I was like, oh, yeah. And like some people. <laughs> you are the worst. I'm glad I didn't. I feel go like I was you. the only one who reacted like that. But so. You know, some were just so like some got happy afterwards and stuff like that. Once they realised, you know, what, I'm glad that it was that it was so cool. You, you're funny to watching horror films, but I, I don't know whether I could cope. No, with your you know, kid. You know what? Shazam. You know what was funny though. This film was quite. It had some jump scares, and it was like very dark, especially with the villain. Like, really? Yeah, Martin Shaw, It was, yeah. They, That's like, not the impression the trailer gives, that there's any darkness No, whatsoever. no, it was, it was really dark, because it works with the seven deadly sins, and, like, sort of, the the villainous character, Doctor, I can't say his last name, so I'm not even going to try. Um, he works with the seven deadly sins, and that's his sort of whole thing of, um, you know, it's how he, with his victims, he picks a sin to take him and stuff like that, and it's really cool, because... Uh, okay. The reason why he fails is because of a sin, so it's ironic, really. And that's a bit that. of a spoiler. It's a bit, yeah. Oh no, you're surprised that the villain didn't win in it. <laughs> well, chill. But what I do like about this film is it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like you sort of seen that in the trailer, because some of the premise out there is quite offlandish, or just sort of. There's a lot of wizards and stuff like that, and. Obviously, it's a superhero. Um, it's a superhero genre type film, and it does benefit from there being superhero films so present in our, um, just present in our pop culture. And if self-referential, you, yeah. If you're out there and you've got that not that person who doesn't get superhero films or always goes, I don't get why you enjoy this. It has that person in it. <laughs> there is that person, and like it's funny when you you kind of. 
work out what is. But again, I'd want to be safe with spoilers. But um, yeah, there's that person in it, and there's the superhero crazy. Um, there's a superhero crazy character as well. So it's a good balance. This film's about like family and sort of like where you find it. Because obviously, if you know Shazam, he's you know he's an orphan boy he's abandoned and stuff like that and in the most recent run he's you know been adopted by this big family and it's like there's they call them like the children of shazam and they're all uh grouped together and that's what this is sort of focused on jeff john's recent um retelling of shazam which is, is that, that the one that we read no no no, no. um actually it ma- no, it was a bit. So they've focused, than that. they focused on the early one, but some of the new stuff is featured in it as well. So they do like a mix. It's that's pretty standard with ba- superhero. Yeah, films, it's basically they don't give you a straight adaptation. No, no, it's <laughs> like they've managed to mix the two quite well. And you know, for for some things, it's like ah, oh, that's from that, and you get really excited. For superhero is... stuff, I prefer that because you don't know what's coming. Whereas something like Sin City, for example, I would much much prefer what they did. Which yeah, was, I oh, know. they're just. If you actually see the DVD menus of Sin City where they show you the comic book and then meld it into what it was on the screen. Oh, it's so pretty. There's some... A lot of... um films have done that which I've really enjoyed and sort of like done the meld That's and stuff like that. something we've never done. We've never reviewed DVDs and their extras and stuff. Should we do that for something? Maybe Spider-Verse? Maybe, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Should do that. Sorry, Tangent Tornado. Carry on exactly, talking about yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, and it's a film about abandonment as well. Like it's a really... It's quite... It's quite sad in that way, and like um, I know one of your complaints was that you called it. We had a bit of a spaff because you called it a kids' film. It this really is, comes across like this that is from the definitely trailer. not a kid. This is definitely not a kids' film. It is a film about family, but it's not a kids' film. Like I say, with the darkest stuff, like with the villain and stuff like that, it's it gets very dark. And there's yeah, jump scares. I got jumps, so you would have you would have enjoyed me getting jumps. But you probably cat. next time when we watch it together, you're probably not going to see me jump because I'm going to be prepared this time. So I'm going to look super brave. I'm going to look I, like I, I don't I'm going to look you. like the Shazam part and, I don't rather than the kids. <laughs> no, you'll no, I probably still will. jump. And what I did enjoy, our main character is very flawed, and see, this is where I think you may drift off because you've already got this mindset in your head that you're not going to like Shazam. The main character isn't... What's the way to put it? He's not a hero to start off with. And he becomes a hero towards the end, so it's definitely it's a, a hero. about a journey, by the way. Yeah, it's a, her- it's a hero's journey, so it's him becoming the hero. And the thing is, with the flawed character, is it works in the story as well, because this, um, this Shazam wizard has been searching for, you know, someone who is this holy-than-now, like, plucky, good, like, all-good person. And that has backfired on him. He's been left alone. This villain's managed to come along, and he's just had to—he's just had to give the power to Billy. Right. My 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 worry was that with the main protagonist being a child, not the main protagonist not being a hero, and I, I just—I was just concerned it was going to be just inane fart gags with a superhero background and no no from what i'm look I, I will go when i go and see it i will go into it with at least an open mind and i'm genuinely glad that you enjoyed it because i know it was something you were looking forward to i've i've i know i've poked fun and stuff but i, I know it was a film you're really looking forward to and i'm glad you enjoyed it and i'm glad that you think it's a good film i'll at least go in with an open mind but but i'm still skeptical and i'm still not looking forward to it particularly but i won't go in expecting to hate it anymore i suppose i hope so because uh <laughs> i'm hoping this yeah like i say i'm glad i sort of got to see this 
um, before watching it with yourself, just to sort of like give you some thoughts and give you like set your mind at ease um, for I a bit. And I, I wouldn't have sat there and oh no, come on, on your bonfire. But I would have Tell given you my honest of. opinion of Tell it. Tell what of. That's what happened with the trailers. That's the vibe I was getting with the trailers. It's only a trailer. I'm yeah. allowed to be cynical about a trailer. Oh what? And just yeah, just run my dreams there and then. But anyway, I'm going to go back to happiness and speaking more about this because I want to talk, touch upon, talk about children as his arm and they, um, yeah, when he goes into this foster home, the foster home's great as well because the parents in it, they come, they were foster children as well, so they sort of know how to deal with it and Billy's been, it's one of these things, he's been on this hunt for his mum and through that he's been running away from different things. Like I say, flawed character and stuff like that. And um, when he gets into this home, it is one of those things of where it's like, oh, you know, it's them just trying to get him to fit in and stuff like that. And he's the outsider from the family. And when he gets his powers at first, that sort of creates um, a friendship with Freddy because he's the superhero obsessed and like, oh my goodness, this is so cool. And Billy's like, I have no clue what superheroes are. I need your help. And um, so that's how their friendship, their sort of thing develops. But then again, with the flawed character, Billy uses his superpowers as a naive 15 kid what, year old would. You know, he's using it to um, as sort of a circus act sort of thing until, you know, when the villain comes in, it's like, okay, no, I need to get serious. And again, that relationship between them two and just the whole family is really the backbone of Billy's story and why he becomes the hero that he does at the end. And It doesn't sound like a particularly bad story. It no, sounds no, a bit tropey, though. Not really tropey, because I don't think it's really been done... It's been done de- before with, like, whole families and stuff like that, but I like that it's a foster family, if that makes sense, because I yeah, feel like yeah. that's not explored as much, and it's going to be great. I think foster children as well are going to... It's going to be great for them to sort of identify with. We always talk about diversity in films and stuff, and there is that thing of, like, oh, you know, diversity for gender, diversity yeah, for, that's nice. for race, and it's it's nice that it's... It's that thing as well, because it's... It can be representation a f- is good. Yeah, it can be a family in any kind. Like in this terms, it's like a it's talking about an adoptive family, but it the main theme is like the family is what you make it. So it could be someone like say your your mother's left you and stuff like that, and it's just you and your dad. That's or the other way around. Then that's still a family you've made there, or maybe um, the parent that you've stayed with has found a new partner, or maybe you know you've got um, two dads or two mums and they've adopted you, and it's that whole thing of like. Family is what you make it, and yeah, just I'd because agree with that. just because you're not blood doesn't mean you know that you're not. And there's this cute like uh, Darrell is like the young is the youngest one. She's so cute, and she's like she's proper giddy and excited and always talking. And um, yeah, there's just a whole thing of like being a sister is a really important thing for her. And there's this cute little thing there. Eugene's pretty funny. Um, you've got Pedro and Mary, and they. Yeah, like I say, the, the they're like the supporting characters of the family and obviously the two parents, but they are really the backbone of Billy's journey. And it's, it's nice because they all sort of bring something new um, to the team dynamic as well. This film very much lives in the DC universe as well. We sort of, yeah, that's good. We harked on it with the... Uh, it's one of them where this is a film showing exactly what DC are going for now. They're all self-contained stories, but they are in the same... You know what I mean? Like, they live and breathe with the... This acknowledges other heroes. Right, uh, Aquaman quite a bit. Batman, Superman loads. Um, oh, I nearly did a spoiler then, but I won't. But it's really cool. And we get all this in the world of going into the schools. You see all the different superhero backpacks and stuff like that. So it's like, oh, that's a nice nod. And you definitely get it in the character of Freddy. 
everything he's repping is like a superhero shirt. He's got like an Aquaman, Superman hat, Superman shirt, hat, the whole shebang. He's got a bullet that um, that he's took from, that got shot at Superman. He's got memorabilia. He's got like a batarang and stuff like that and all this. He's very much, he'd be a great person to have on this show. He's just clearly super <laughs> superhero obsessed. Um, but that's how we get that. This is in the DCEU, and it's That's not good. I mean, but it's not like forcibly like, oh, this is how Shazam's going to team up with them, or something like that. Yeah, or this I is want, a random Flash cameo. I want to see the DCEU do better at their expanded universe because I think this is how this is how you start. Just do you think it's a step in the right direction? Yeah, this is good. how you start. It's like with like we said with Aquaman, you focus on your individual films first, and then what comes from there. Um, comes from that if you maybe if you don't you don't have to bring them together that's the thing is if you're just bringing out solid superhero films that works as well you know it's it worked in the past for a reason just because the mcu's done so well doesn't mean that doing a different approach doesn't work as well like not everything has to be connected there's even t- like a bit of a tangent tornado but there's talks about a Hanna barbera universe now with a scooby film coming out and it's just like that's fine there's so, don't, don't mix it with the dceu no no i'm just saying that there's so many everyone's so focused on getting their universe now that it's just like sometimes it's just this is why this is nice it's a nice refreshing thing because it was it didn't ignore what had happened in the past which you know sometimes you can worry about when mm. you're going in a new direction it was just like no this is kids it reminded me a lot of homecoming um, but there wasn't like an Iron Man type cameo there. You know what? Superman wasn't there being a mentor. But it was like, you know, Ned. Ned was sort of like Freddy, and um, Billy was almost like Peter. But if he took a different path and wasn't um, book smart and stuff like that, it was more street smart. And they they had that dynamic there, and sort of like they were living in this world of superheroes. And yeah, that's probably a good way to explain it without spoiling too much maybe that's why i liked it because i like the uh because <laughs> it was a bit like spider-man it's a bit like spider-man For but then sake. but to be fair young heroes they're all sort of similar in a way and you always sort of can relate to them in some sort of way just you know being there and seeing all this spectacle around you and being like i want to do that too or like I i'm trying to, to do that flick. nice <laughs> what are you saying you want to quit no just <laughs> cynical old man who sees all these bloody giddy children and he's just like no not for me but to get yeah, quit, to, you to, can't get rid of me that easily. Was, to prevent myself from doing spoilers, I think that's all I'll probably share right to be, now. There to was be a, fair, you've talked about it for fifteen. Minutes. I know, considering I haven't seen it, that's yeah. quite a feat, Fraser. Yeah, there was, I there, get it. You enjoyed it. There is a cool cameo as well, which is nice. And yeah, just really, really, really enjoyed this film. Nice, um, nice way to spend a Wednesday night. And yeah, just it was really cool. Like when I saw this pop up, I was like, oh, "Finally, a bonus for having Limitless." Because at the moment, I feel like I've not really been using it. He says, but this week I've managed we, to. We this week, I just about get the. I know, but about Limitless. But this week I've managed to watch Captain Marvel again, Shazam, and then Dumbo. <laughs> oh, was Dumbo any good? I had this moment. Dumbo ah, looks terrible. It was. It was all right, but I've man like it was one of them. Like um, I was never really into Dumbo as a kid. Like uh, it wasn't one of the Disney films that I loved. It was more Lion King and sort of Lion King is the best Disney. But, but that- this is not a show about Disney. Exactly. Well, it is partly about Disney. Well, I suppose it is. Yeah. But only when they control Marvel and <laughs> that is and a, now- that is a nice segue. Fox. <laughs> But we're not going to talk about Disney and Fox just oh. yet. We're going to talk about Disney and their Avengers. Because okay. I think this is a better story to uh, lead off with. But yeah, definitely check out Shazam. I loved it. 
but you probably would have guessed that before I even went to see it. But yeah, mm. lived up to it. Hopefully, Mark will enjoy it too. But yeah, we'll like see. we say, like we say, with that smooth segue, talking about Disney, they had some cool photos on Instagram. The let's call them Avenge the Fallen photos. And so Twitter. Ha- I don't have Instagram, and I saw them. Well, it was a f- it was a thing of like I should get when Instagram. you when you're on Instagram, you can there's an option to share on Twitter and Facebook instantly from it. So it'll be they'll be on Twitter, but they'll be from Instagram, the original source. And they did like two sets of photos. So one for the dusted, and one for those avenging them. The ones that were dusted were in like grey and sort of you know. Signed that they're gone. Very sad. Did you see the one? Of course, I saw the one with Spider Man. He looked so sad, Fraser. So was like, oh, I am dead. So was I. So was I. But yeah, and then the ones in (laughs) colours were the ones that were avenging them. And someone on Twitter has done a very cool thing. It was like, oh, to sort of um, help those who were dealing with the pain, which was me. They combined the two together, so they put it like with. They put them back to back. I'll try and get some photos on our social media somewhere where they've done like, so they'll do Iron Man and um, Peter Parker. So Peter Parker will be in the back in grey and then Tony's there. So it's like, That's cool. it's the person they're avenging like Groot, with, Groot and Rocket. And I was oh, like, Rocket. that is a love. Oh. That's a lovely touch. In Rocket looks so sad in his picture. He really does. Can, like, you, bl- oh, can you blame Rocket. him? He's all alone. I just want to give him a hug. I might go home and hug my cat because I and haven't just, got a raccoon. Just for but Rocket. I've got a cat. Just so be like, like, give this to Rocket. She, she's a girl cat. So she's not actually like anything like anything. Boy like raccoon, no. but she's still going to get some love. I was going to say a hug from me is closer to a raccoon than a... <laughs> can I have a hug over Rocket after yeah, the show? Yeah, of course you can. Thanks. That's all good, mate. But one cool thing that we did find out is some characters that we didn't know survived and some characters that seem... that Well, the same character that seems like they're going to be in the film quite a bit because Valkyrie was there. Yeah, Valkyrie was a Which is really cool. And there's been a other poster as well. I think it was, um, oh, it was one of the... It was one of the Asian countries. Oh, I can't remember which one. They had a post, and she was featuring very he- prominently on there. And Happy Hogan as well. That Happy's makes more sense with Pepper and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, Happy's because... an interesting choice because he he is significantly the the more of a support character than anyone else in. Yeah, those, exactly. In like Valkyrie's going to raise some hell. I can see her, <clears throat> her and Thor teaming up again, and like especially with Captain Marvel. Yeah, Thanos, mate, you're in trouble. What are you doing? But like they've. They talked about um, this series of films being like the Infinity Saga, so it makes sense that Happy and Pepper here, because they sort of started with Tony yeah. and now it's going to be... Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're very much justified. It's just Happy is noticeably yeah. uh, do you a reckon supporting he's gonna, character. Do you reckon he's going to get an Iron Man suit? He, he gets a suit. Too. He gets a suit. Um, Pepper gets a suit. Everyone just... just <laughs> Tony's just like, here, have a suit, have a suit. You well, go. There are spare suits. Isn't it? He's got loads. Or oh, did he blow them up? No, he probably fixed them all up again. <laughs> I get so confused with Tony. I'm sure Tony gets... Maybe Pepper does as well. Everyone must get confused with Tony. Mm. You never know where they truly stand with him. So like, I made you a suit, but you can't use it yet. Here you go, now use the suit. Or... There, there was also the... Everyone, a lot of people that had watched the trailers lots, like you do, uh, suspected that Shuri had been dusted from the images on the yeah, trailer. Yeah, it was the first trailer. But this confirmed this confirmed. She, oh, and I was like, had, oh, Shuri. See, one of the things was the speculation I had, which is again a bit out there. She probably just Don't want she prob- Shuri to be. She dead. probably just did just get dusted. But you know, in Black Panther, how they can go into the ancestral plane and they can go visit their ancestors. My thought that was maybe they think she's dusted, but she's actually gone to there. 
but I don't think they're going to touch that on Infinity War because it's such a big film. And they, didn't, probably um, they didn't have Hank Pym as dusted, but I suppose you've only got a certain number of... No, they had they had Scott Lang... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Hank you mean Pym, on the phone? I was going to say, because Scott Lang on the trailers was reported missing, so they just have a missing thing. It's not like, on the trailer-wise, it doesn't have dusted. Yeah, but they, has... they had the Wasp, but they didn't have Hank. So yeah. I think they just ran out of space. Yeah. Ran out oh of yeah. People. Well, you only too get, many dead. You only get ten photos on Instagram, so uh, that'll be it. And maybe they wanted to push to ten. That's why they, it was so cool that they kept Valkyrie under wraps though for so long, and now it's like she's yeah she's in it and she's gonna yeah she's gonna raise some hell. Damn. So who wasn't on there that I'd be interested to know? Coulson. Do we know whether he's gone or not? Oh, good question. Yeah, but do we? I, I, I genuinely don't know if, if we know because he he wasn't with um, Fury when he, he got wasn't with Fury or Maria Hill. It, that'd be a question for um, Agents of Shield. Yeah, the, well, then that's the thing. We we know that the, all the TV shows are part of the universe. Wouldn't it have been cool if they'd have? Maybe dusted Daredevil, but not yeah. dusted the Punisher. Maybe dusted exactly. some of the Runaways, but not all of the well, Runaways. Well, they did do dusted th- Cloak, but not Dagger. They did do that, but it was by cancelling the shows, not dusting. Oh uh, well, yeah, that's true. We, I'm sure someone's already done like <laughs> oh, like yeah. five dusted yeah. ones for all the yeah. defenders. There was, the uh, you know, like we've got the Avenger Fallen here. There was like Avenger Fallen for the TV shows as yeah, well. Like, some yeah, people put yeah, that. yeah. And some people had done it for like old cast members, There's... like the person who used to play Rhodey and the per- and Edward oh, okay. Norton for Hulk and it. I mean, there's there's only one. I think there was a Tobey Maguire one. There's as well. only really. Uh, only really Coulson that has been in the films and the TV shows. Is there any other characters that crossed over? Samuel Jackson's done a bit. Well, yeah, but he... Yeah, true. Naturally. Um, Maria, Samuel... Maria Hill. Um, yes. But yeah, just them three, really. So it's which... just with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's not with any of the other TV series, then? No. Oh, there was one. So the woman who played oh, the main villain, Marion or something, in Luke Cage, right. she, was in, <laughs> she was in Civil War, but apparently they weren't the same character. Right, well, there you go. But I always... Uh, my f- headcanon is that they are the same character, but she's just corrupt either way. Because yeah. it doesn't matter, like, if you say they're the same character, there's nothing proving I mean, you that wrong. Perfect example, I'd love to see Kingpin in a um, Spider-Man, Spider-Man film. film. Oh my goodness, yes. So Especially would, when he I wore that know, white suit. I want to know if Kingpin's been dusted. Vincent, de- oh, there's no way. Could you imagine? Vanessa. No, I reckon Vanessa did. Oh no! This is the scene I'm, oh, cre- I'm, I'm creating the scene here. He's finally got Vanessa in her hands, and they're just, they're just there. You know, they're doing their casual um, Saturday night thing or whatever night it was. Oh, whoa, it was day. Or they could be, you know, bam, chicka, bam, bam. Whatever day, and she, he, oh, she just he, she fades away, and he goes, Vanessa. <laughs> I finally had you. We need to know. We need Vanessa. to know. We need to know. Vanessa. We need to know. Says Vanessa. But those posters were blooming cool, they were. They were sick. And it has been confirmed the runtime for Endgame is three hours and two minutes. Yeepers. Now, if you're, if you're one of those people who are like, oh, why does it have to be the two minutes? Why couldn't it be straight out three minutes? <laughs> three hours even. I don't <laughs> want it to be three minutes. Three minutes long, just like, yep, yeah, they all survived. Bye. <laughs> oh, they just imagine just Kevin Feige came up for three minutes and was like, yeah, everyone died now. Do you want to know why? Because you kept pestering us for a trailer, or you kept... Da-da-da. Just takes all our toys away. But no, yeah, three hours and two minutes long, which is hype. 
hype. Three hours and six. This is going to be sick. I'm very excited. So that's definitely probably going to take up the amount of times I watch it. 24 hours. Yeah, it's going to take up a full day of my life overall. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's watching it eight times. No, is it watching eight times? Come on, Fraser, you should do maths. Oh, yeah, eight times. So a whole day in <laughs> 16 day. minutes. <laughs> Obviously not in one go. I'm not a madman. I need time to digest and <laughs> stuff like that. And I could totally see us going to the cinema and watching it and then watching it again. Although I did think that with Infinity War, but then I was emotionally broken after the first time. True, Dan. And then still emotionally broken the second time and the third. But you, that's every time. Hey, Mr. Stark. Every time. That's not the line. Now, speaking of Spidey, oh, smooth segues today. He had some far from home photos as well. It was just him touring around Europe, chilling. And funnily enough, it was two years prior to the same day that they released some homecoming stuff as well because it was on my Facebook memories. I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, there it is again. And it was... That's probably deliberate. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, totally. They're coming around uh, the ra- around the same time, like July time, so it makes sense. Um, and they're just like, for Spidey fans like me, it's like, hey, we're, don't worry, we're always here for you. It's just like, oh, apart from when he gets dusted. Uh, Mr. Stark. But yeah, what did you think of these photos? I liked the. It gave me like summer vibes. It got very happy, and then it was actually sunny in England for a change. I was like, "Ooh, right." And I, I know things. I'm. I know I mock you mercilessly for your love of Spider Man, but I love Spider Man too. So obviously, I'm really excited about this. And and very briefly, touching back on the Shazam thing, I feel like they do young with some reality and some dignity rather. She's rather than oh, no, that's what she, fart gags. Oh, don't worry, that's what Shazam does. Okay, well, we'll yeah. see. But I've already seen the Spider-Man films, so I can... I, 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 like Civil War and Homecoming. So I can see that this is a good, yeah, well-made you, film about it. So I'm it, very yeah. excited about it because... The, 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 and yeah, and the pictures just made me more excited. So there you go. Yeah, I got that summer vibes. I was like, ooh. I, I like summer. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Especially uh, being on holiday as well is quite nice. Oh. I don't get a holiday. On holiday. Some people, when they go on holiday, create absolute carnage. Gosh. Another smooth that's segue. That's a nice segue. And <laughs> especially... Now, I imagine Spider-Man's one of them. He keep, When he's on holiday, he keeps stuff all together. But Cletus Cassius... <laughs> Cletus Ca- No. Cletus Cassius, yeah. I always mix him... I always mix him up with... Um, Cletus Cassidy, isn't it? Yeah, I always mix him up with Muhammad Ali, which is... Cassius Clay. Cassius Clay. <laughs> and I always go, nope, he's not Carnage. I'm sure he creates an... But that, that's a, for a what mess. if. What if Cassius <laughs> Clay was Carnage? Yes, yeah, someone please make that. But yeah, um, <laughs> I forgot. That's such a smooth transition. Sorry. And then ta- it's torn... Ta- it's not a tornado. It's like a t- tangent tempest. Yeah, it just blew it away. But yeah, um... A big setup. Oh, where am I going to go with this? Right, a couple of weeks ago. Big crossover in Spider-Man comics. Big crossover in Spider-Man comics, which is going to be called Absolute Carnage. We've already said the title a couple of times. But this is uh, a couple of weeks ago. We talk about Don Cates um, and how he was setting up this big thing, him and Tom Taylor and the other people working on Spidey books. He, he was obviously working on Venom. So the team behind Venom and the team behind Spider-Man were working on this big thing that was going to set up, um, I think they said two or three sto- big story arcs in Marvel for the summer uh, at Free Comic Book Day. And they revealed that the big story they're going to set up is Absolute Carnage, which is pro- which is apparently been building since Maximum Carnage, which was the bit like the big story of I, Carnage. Well, I was and reading Venom I was reading comic books quite heavily yeah. when Maximum Carnage originally happened, which obviously you weren't because you were about three. <laughs> and it was 
so special for me. It was just this incredible, epic storyline with just the coolest bad guy and the coolest good guy. And Venom was a good guy, but dark. And I hadn't really seen anything like that. I was only like 15. Yeah. And it was... I absolutely loved, absolutely loved Maximum Carnage. And if they can pull off a a gigantic crossover with all the Spider-Man characters and another kind of like Carnage, crazy, crazy... It's kind of like Spider-Man Civil War. Exactly, yeah. Kind of. It's It's not, but you know what I mean. It's exciting as well because the, the big story of it is basically Carnage is after everyone who's ever worn a symbiote suit which is the and which is the difference between that and, and maximum carnage and exactly. since maximum carnage a lot of people and very recently have worn it because there's been venomized there's been yep, yep. um so was, it, well, it, it, it it will be as big and as inspired venom verse one yeah yeah as maximum yeah. carnage but it's going to be different I, I i'm really quite excited about he's going to pick it, it away but you're going to put it on pull or pass yeah, yeah of course Sounds. and it, it reminds me of um yeah, because we're picking it up for free comic book day. It's already on the list, um, and the rest will just we'll just keep carrying on. It'd be great. But yeah, it reminds me of Spider Verse in a way because obviously that brought a load of different Spider characters together against this one target who wanted to eliminate all Spider uh, and Spider characters. And the way they built that was that they were eliminating all these different Spider Mans and then going for the main one. So I think that's what's going to happen here. Reckon Carnage is actually going to eliminate some people who have wore the symbiote suit. And then his big target is going to be a Venom, uh, Eddie Brock and probably Flash Thompson and Peter Parker. Yeah. So it'll be them three versus oh, Carnage. Oh, not Flash. He can kill the other two. Wow. <laughs> no, he can't. Don't Jeez. kill anybody. No. Killing is bad, I'm okay? Exactly. <laughs> no, I, it's, I'm excited. It's going to be it's going to be big and I hope it's good. It's definitely going to be big. Where it'll be good. But yeah, but I want it is to, I, I'm really hoping it'll be good because I don't want it to be bad because Maximum Carnage is very special to me. So Absolute Carnage needs to be good. Right. I've just realized I forgot to put something in here. Oh, and now I've added it a bit too much. Now, are you ready for a great segue into our next story? Uh, It's going to be a little uh, tune we played last week. Tell me what to do, and I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do, and I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do, and I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do, and I don't know what to do. So, with the sounds of (laughs) Professor X not knowing what to do, we're going to talk about Fox. Right. (laughs) Because Maisie Williams recently came out and says she doesn't know what the Fox is happening with New Mutants, and she didn't say Fox. Maisie Williams as in... Yeah, from, from Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's one of the in characters. New Mutants. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, she's brilliant, and they they they, they, can't, they have to do they have to do New Mutants if she's in it. Well, they've done it. It's just where it's going to go. I think Disney Plus. People as long as we see it, I just don't care. Just get it out there. It's one of them, isn't it? It's, but like we say, they don't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> I love that comic. I forgot to put it in. But yeah, we got it anyway. The, the, the X-Men Disney thing, they were also talking about the Gambit film as well, weren't they, this week? And oh, don't go. I love Gambit. Oh, don't and Gambit go on. needs to be 
seen by the no, world. No, this, this Gambit film is just—it's been in development for like it feels years. like twenty years. Yeah, and it's, stuff it's like so, that. They've yeah. had Channing Tatum on for ages, and the poor guy's just been dying. Channing about Tatum's anyway. a great actor, and they've mucked him about something chronic. Exactly, but he I've, deserves his go it was, at Gambit. It was like Schrodinger's cat, but Schrodinger's Gambit. It's like it's in, it's out. It's just—it was never really going to happen. It's not as bad as Schrodinger's bat, which was Baffleck's going in and out. But it was, yeah. I just don't think it's going to happen, especially now that Disney own it. They'll just be like, no, we're going to have Gambit in a film. We might have Channing Tatum playing, but... Yeah, well, we'll see. Who knows? Poor we'll guy. See. But keeping on that Disney Fox sort of role, Buffy writer Drew Goddard has signed a deal with Disney Fox TV. It's mainly ABC. But, geeks, don't get too excited because this is just a normal TV show that you're signing up for. But this has got people on the internet... Very excited because he was talking about doing an X-Force TV series at one point. Oh, so they're okay. thinking that now that he's developed that relationship with Disney Fox, mainly with ABC, that maybe we might be getting an X-Force movie written by someone who's written a lot of cool, geeky stuff. And the, re- the reason I mentioned Buffy right now was because I know Mark is a very big I, Buffy fan. I do like Buffy. But yeah, you excited? Yeah, well, I'm... I'm X-Force. It's one of those things that it's nice to hear, but when it's confirmed, I'll be happier, you know? Oh, okay. One thing that is confirmed that I know will get you happy is season three of Runaways. I am very... It's definitely happening. It's not currently legal to watch Runaways for free. So you're totally not watching it. I've seen... No, I'm not. I've seen series one because that's on Amazon Prime, but Uh. Amazon... Uh, are charging like four pounds an episode for series two, oh, so I'm behind by a series on Runaways. As soon as that's on Prime, I am gonna binge that. And I, I love Runaways. You know I love Runaways. And the TV show was everything I I wanted it to be. Uh, they they expanded the storyline where they they basically got get, got great actors to play the parents. So they expanded around that. Which they didn't really do in the comics. Yeah, because the comics focus more on the kids, don't yeah, they? Yeah, and I, I think, naturally so. I think the telly show benefited from good actors as parents, good actors as parents, <laughs> and acknowledging that they they'd done that and and giving the parents more meat because as much as much as I love Runaways, I do think the TV show benefits from more motivation for the parents rather than Wah-ha-ha, we are evil bad guys. Oh. Yeah, yeah, um, so. Yeah, I, I just want more, and I can't wait to watch the second series, which I will binge as soon as it's um, as soon as it's free to watch. And it's available and uh, legal. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Inter- always, I suppose it's always free to watch, well, but exactly. not not, <laughs> not for someone like myself who genuinely doesn't watch anything illegally. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for season three, but I've not seen season two yet. Well, I mean, if it accidentally popped up on your computer, like, oh no! I, <laughs> I genuinely don't do it. I genuinely don't. I'm you know a good boy, I am. You know what's really interesting as well? Like, Because uh, this is sort of a Disney Fox sort of tangent in a way. It's more TV. But now that they do have that Fox stuff, do you reckon Molly can be a mutant? Because she's in the comments, isn't she? Do you reckon she is, finally yeah. Because they, from my understanding, I've not seen um, all of season one, but from my understanding, they sort of, they, they all men are around the they subject. They around. Yeah, it, don't yeah, they? they don't mention it too much. But, um... It is something they could do. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Just drop it. I guess it depends on the larger universe, how they're going to be dealing and how with mutants. Mu- yeah, and how much they want to incorporate the TV stuff into the larger universe. Yeah. Well, I think if they mention mutants in the films, then that'll be a thing of like, okay, now we can say Yeah, yeah. Mutant, well, so. it'd be interesting to see how they deal with it because obviously Runaways was launched way before we knew about the Fox thing. So we'll see. We will yeah. see. Fingers crossed. Uh. Now, big returns. 
Jonathan Hickman from Secret Wars and one of the most recent Fantastic Four um, runs, a really good Fantastic Four run that led into Secret Wars. It was epic, this journey that he created. And then the Fantastic Four disappeared for a bit. They're back now. Um, but he's back at Marvel after being at the Indies since Secret Wars. So that's like 2015. So he spent four years. And this is a big, huge comic book writer. And he's writing two titles, House of X and Power of X. What were your thoughts on these? It's great to see. I mean, yeah, he's he's had some great runs. I loved Secret Wars. So I'd be yeah. interested to see what he can do with the, um, yeah, with the, with, with, with the exiness, yeah, ex, 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 whoa, 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 Good, good. But no, yeah, I'm dead excited. I'm re- like, it was a- Secret Wars was impressive. And like, if you read the stuff before, like the way he built to it and the way he w- managed to bring the Ultimate Universe and the 616 Universe together is an incredible feat. And yeah, I would love to see Secret Wars in film, but I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm excited for these I, as well. I, I think that could happen, you know. Now that the scrolls are a... A thing. A, a thing. Yeah. Cause yeah. Just because they were the goodies in this particular... Yeah film it doesn't yeah. mean that necessarily they're doesn't all mean good. there'll be goodies in future that's the thing like all species not everyone's good you know what exactly. I mean? all the humans in this aren't good all the um kree aren't go- well be a most, bit boring mo- if everybody was good most of the all cre- the humans were good we'd have no stories most of the kree aren't good um but yeah no oh so evil i want to so see the she are though they um that would be pretty they're cool. fascinating as a as a race but they're kind of more x-men-y than yeah Ah, uh, you know. Well, the, Fox, the, the, Fox there was the Kree Shi'ar war that involved the Avengers, wasn't it? Yeah, there? exactly. So they could they could manage their way around. But this is really exciting. You know, like like I say, with that, he managed to get the really good family and team dynamic with Fantastic Four. So seeing him with a House of X and a Power of X, like dealing with the X Men, that'd be interesting. Mm. Be interesting as well because we've already had a House of X, so it'd be cool to see how it um, lines up with that. So, do you want... We've got two stories. Do we want to keep on a Marvel train with film, or do you want to go for, like, a TV DC thing? Go for the TV DC thing. Right. We're getting more Wilsons on Titans. So we talked last week last week about Deathstroke being cast, and now Jericho and Ravenger. They're his kids. Rose and... I forget the guy's name. But they've been um, cast on Titans as well. So it's looks like we're not only getting Deathstroke, but we're getting his kids as well, which is really cool because um, Rose has always been that thing of like, is she a hero? Is she a villain? She's a, And Ravenger's sort of always had that thing with um, Raven. So now... It, because Deathstroke's always sort of been Robin's main thing and the Titans in general, but like mainly um, that. So... Them two are going to sort of help with him, and it's sort of going to be like a team versus a team almost. And we sort of saw the Titans becoming a team towards the end, but I feel like this will definitely bring him closer. I'm hyped for Titans. I, I went in not not really knowing what to expect and not expecting a lot because DC have just disappointed again and again and again over the last few years. And I realise I'm much more of a Marvel fan than a DC fan, so they need to do even better to impress me. But Titans rocked my world. So with the commitment they've bought, it, they've bought in great actors to play these characters. They've bought in great writers. I, ju- I just think Titans is going to go from strength to strength. I'm, I'm very, very, very excited. Oh, happy to see. Happy to see. But yeah, more Wilsons on the way, and no Wades. No, no Wade Wilsons here. No. But speaking of Marvel, 
Now we did a bit of a fan casting a couple of weeks ago. Um, we're fantastic. It's fan- John Cena. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, this isn't a John Cena one. Oh, John Cena can play anybody. <laughs> but we, t- um, you mentioned, I think, Zac Efron for Johnny Storm and stuff like that. But apparently, Zac Efron is being reportedly eyed for Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh, cool. oh we could have talked about last week as well. We talked about James Gunn coming back. Yeah. So yeah, apparently Zach, everyone's being reported for Adam Warlock, and it's re- they teased Adam Warlock um, the end credit scene in Guardians of the Galaxy two. I can't believe they we got did. five of them. That was incredible. <laughs> was yeah. it overboard? No, no, it was brilliant. No, no. <laughs> let's have ten in Guardians of the Galaxy three. No. Yes. <laughs> but it'd be interesting. Four to- of them with Howard the Duck in. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> five. Ten. Ten. All of them with Howard the Duck. He he presents every uh, end credit scene. And Eric Masterson. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude. Maybe in a four post-credit scene. Four, four. But yeah, watching Kazaka from for Adam Warlock, because Adam Warlock's, you know, he's been built by these, per, you know, these perfect beings and stuff like that. And, you know, Zach everyone's pretty chiseled and, you know, does it for some, I imagine. Not for me. He's not your type, though, is he? Your no. Type's, uh, no, I won't out No, don't do people gonna, my type. I'm not going to out your type. Oh, oh, they'll they'll inundate me on Twitter. They won't. <laughs> But yeah, what do you think about um, Zac Efron then is like Adam Warlock, or, or even more to a point, seeing Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I, w- I want to see Adam Warlock. Adam it, Warlock's an important character. It would and, um, be... they're, ex- they're, they're clearly expanding the spaciness with the scrolls and the Shi'ar, not the yeah. Shi'ar, and the Kree. And so you they, wish the Shi'ar. And we, we now have access to Galactus and um, Silver Surfer, so I think they're going to be looking at the more sci-fi, spacey stuff in future. Mm. So we need an Adam Warlock, and we need a good actor to play it. So great. He stick Zac Efron in there. Yeah, he's been doing really good stuff as well. Um, recently and stuff like that. Oh, I was just going to talk more about like his betrayal of Ted Bundy. I know, you know I know, I know. I was being, I was being facetious. Yes, for, 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 But no, the, the the reality is with the Marvel universe, you see who they're casting. Some of the actors that they they, they have playing comic book superheroes. Let's be honest. It's mad, isn't it? We would never have expected this 20 years ago. But they have some of the best actors, the most prolific actors in the world, playing comic Almost, book yeah. superheroes. Which is, is brilliant, is Shit. what it is. It's just brilliant. What a world we live in. Eh? What, a, what a wonderful, wonderful world. And with that, that's the news... Well, that's our views on the news done. But we want to know your thoughts and feelings, guys, girls, yeah, geeks of all kind. We've got a Facebook discussion group. We've got a Twitter. And we've got a YouTube comment section. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's just down below. If you're not watching this on YouTube, but you want to comment on YouTube anyway, just... <laughs> go to our YouTube. Google, yeah. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you imagine just being like, oh, I could just go to all these other tabs. But no, I'm going to wait till... Yeah. But yeah, so that's the uh, news for issue 24. Now, let me just get my uh, pipes ready because, uh, oh, oh, I'm going to do this. Let's smash it out. Oh, oh, oh live every week, guys. It's not live <laughs> every week. I'm starting to think I sound different now than do on that. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. <laughs> no, just stop, pull or pass. <laughs> Ridiculous human. So this is pull or pass, the section of the show where we typically look at free coin books, sometimes more, but it's usually free. I keep saying typically more, but we've not looked at more than free in a while. No. One day it will happen. One day. Not the, not two day, though. No. We look at free comic books, and we say whether we will pull or pass on them. 
And if you want to know what the term pull means, well, basically, you are in luck because I'm going to say it right now. Basically, when you go into your local comic book store, let's say you got to see Shazam early and you're like, oh, I feel like I want more Shazam in my life. You pick up a Shazam issue, it could be a one, could be a four, could be a whatever. You pop it around the desk and the clerk goes, oh, do you want to add this to your pull? You say, yeah, sure, why not? Basically, whenever a Shazam comic comes out, uh, five, six, seven, one billion, they'll stick it behind the desk for you until you say, oh, can you take that off my pull, basically? Or they stop making Shazam comics, which does happen, and it's very upsetting. You're like, is there any of these comics anymore? And they're like, no. Yeah, no. It, was, it was heartbreaking when they cancelled Thunderstrike. Rip. You're still on about that? <laughs> oh, Thunderstrike. You getting it? He gets a lot of love on this show. He does. Is it mainly because you're on the show? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, basically, and what you can do as well, say if you know a comic's coming out, you can add it to your poll. Like we always say, we've been burned in the past. We know what we, we know we've, we've looked forward to reading books with them, just forgot to put them on our poll, and then other people obviously have been looking forward to it and have taken it away. They've bought my copy of it. <laughs> How dare you buy my copy? But yeah, so um, basically, yeah, like we say, we look at free comic books and we say, well, we're we going to add them to our pull or just pass on them. Sometimes as well, pass sort of seems negative, but sometimes pass just means that we enjoy. We might have enjoyed this one, but you know, we don't want to keep reading. One was enough or we're just like, it's not our vibe. It is pretty negative, to be fair. No, it does seem, sometimes it is negative. Don't want it. Ugh. Sometimes it is like, oh, I don't want this pass. Sometimes it's like, oh, I can see what they were going for. It's like, oh, that was a really good issue, but um, I'm just happy with that. Like, a little sample. You know when you get free samples at food thing? Just like that. Yeah. But it's not free samples, because you pay. Quite. <laughs> the first book we're going to look at is by Marvel, and it's Spider-Man City at War, which is based off the video game, and is apparently starting up a game-averse, as it tells you from the forefront and on the cover. So, Mark, as someone who has not played the Spider-Man game, what did you think of this book? Well, I mean, the, the game averse is a nice idea. You, I, I, I want Marvel to make money and keep making comics and keep making films, so it's a great idea, and I'm sure people will buy it. But, but, but who is this actually for? Yeah. Is it for people like me who haven't played the game? Is it for people who Probably. have played the game? No. Or is it for nobody? Because it's, it's apparently it's the plot of the game. Yeah. And I want to play the it game, is. so I don't want spoilers. So as, uh, it could have been the very best comic book of all time, but I don't want it because I'm going to borrow the game off you and I'm going to play it. Exactly. So... I 100% not interested in this comic book for the simple reason that the concept is bad. It's uh, it's so funny as well because if it was setting up like I'd have pre- mm, I don't know if I would if they did the whole story and then like right now we're setting up the game verse. But what I want for this game verse is I don't really want to see it in comics. I want to see it in games. Like I want uh, I would love it if they announced like an Iron Man game or something like that or a Spider Man to the you know a gate a second game for him and then you incorporate characters there whereas this yeah it was uh it was the story from the video game and i read this and i was like man i chose this over the far from home prequel because i didn't want to read a comic book of something i already knew because i predicted that like last time we looked at a um yeah that was, it was an avengers prelude and it was literally that just was the worst in, comic book we've ever it was in fast it was infinity war and i was just like i was worried that it was going to be but mind you far from home i doubt they would have just shown homecoming i know they probably so, so city war was it was it was it was an average comic book plot that i think would have made a very good 
game plot. It's a very good game yeah. plot, and they skip through some and, parts and, and add some lines. And the but, yeah. art is cool. That's you know, it's it's great art. But I just don't want it. I want to play the game. If they if they made this game reverse prequels or side plots or sequels or in between stories Something between actually, two games yeah that that's a per- brilliant that would have been perfect because there but, is more story to tell there and people you know i kind of want to see what more game- of the story keep it going and they did do they did a prelude book anyway um for the game but i think it was more of a book book than a comic I can't right well that, that would, that, that's that. a good idea whereas yeah, exactly. this it, seriously is it for is yeah. it f- if, if it's for people that want to play the game, you've ruined the plot. If it's for people that have already played the game, they know the plot. Well, who else is left? Exactly. I, I just don't get the concept. And it, I want to play the game, so massive, massive pass. I'm yeah, afraid. It, was a, it was a pass from me as well, which is sad to say because it's a spider book. But Maybe once they've done the plot of the, um, the game, the game they'll continue it. Yeah, cause and they, then do what I said, which is like stories in between yeah, that, that be, and the next that game. That I would, Paul, because yeah. they've done that with, um, at DC, they did it with, oh, Injustice. Like, right. they did the plot of the game and then they carried on, so that would be cool to see. Because I do love that, I love that Peter Parker they set up and I love that world they set up. Even the bonus characters like Miles and Mary Jane and their Aunt May, they're all class characters in that whole... That whole world is great to see, and, and it, I just want to keep exploring. It was it. a brand new, or maybe in games. It was a brand new universe and a brand new plot, specifically for the game. So they've got that to work with, exactly. and it it would be great if they could write more stories in that specific universe. But rehashing what you've already seen in the game, or what you're like, you're going to see in the game, yeah, it's just just lazy. Not what you need, is it? Not no, what you just need. Lazy. You don't need laziness in comics. No, new and original. Go away, Spider-Man: City at War. Now, we should have led with this, but obviously because it's our show and Spider-Fan over here, obviously I put Spider-Man first. But it's a big, huge issue for Detective Comics. A thousand, it reached a thousand issues and they did like a 90, 80 to 90 page. It might have been more towards 90 to 100 It was just short of 100. Yeah. Issue of Detective Comics 1000, which was, it had so many different uh, creative teams behind it, there was loads of different stories, and it also led to what's going to happen in 1001. What was your thoughts on Detective Comics, comics, Detective Comics 1000? Well, the thing is, 80 years of Batman, a thousand issues of Detective Comics. It like debuted in the 20 issues. That's a phenomenon that no other comic book has reached yet. Uh, Action Comics did. Action Comics did a thousand first. They did well, last year. True. All right, but all right. Other than Action Comics, again, all right. No mom. No other. Yeah. No other publisher has managed that other than DC, and it is a huge thing to celebrate. It's worth. It is worth a big celebration, and rea- in reality, ninety-eight pages is. is it's a graphic novel. <laughs> yes. It is, they've basically released a monthly graphic novel, and I approve. I, I definitely approve it. It's. And it's it's a it's it's a pretty exceptional collection of Batman short stories. I know. Isn't it? What I liked was as well all the different creative teams they've got behind it, and they all had their own unique vision of it. Like each story, you could base you could tell when it was broken up, which is sometimes hard um, with stories. Unless, uh, well, obviously there's there's an end part and there's a beginning credit scene where they'll say like the title of the thing, but it can be hard to sort of differentiate. Wait, am I still reading the same story? But not here. Like they were all had their own, mm. own unique takes. Like we've got. Scott Snyder, Warren Ellis, Tom King, obviously all who yeah, have written Batman recently and in um, 
in with great stories. Like the Snyder one proper reminded me of um, Black Mirror, like the way he set it out and stuff like yeah. that. And there was the squares and then the writing away from the squares and stuff like that was really cool. Mm. Um, I like Bendis's one that I knew, the one about Penguin and how he always knew it was Bruce Wayne. And then Bruce Wayne was like, I knew you knew. And yeah, stuff like that. that was pretty cool. And Kevin Smith was on this. I was like, yeah, boy, the fat man on Batman. Um, yeah. Fat Man Beyond. And I liked his on the gun and, like, the significance oh, between... Oh, the gun thing was beautifully that gun, done. The, the effect, obviously, the gun that killed Bruce Wayne's parents, killed the Waynes. That and, was beautiful. And how done. he sort of... You know, how it's affected his life and stuff like that, because it's a big game-changer. Like, obviously, he's not... This Batman has not been eight years of Batman, but... Eight years of stuff like, that yeah. would seriously mess a person up all over just one gun. And he, the way he sort of then incorporates the gun into, you know, saving him. He makes like a bulletproof was, vest. Was that it. your favourite? Prom, prom, one of. Probably my, my, one of my. My favourite was or, the Newt Brody. I really liked that. I thought that yeah. was really clever. The, the, the thing is, Batman is acknowledged as hyper-intelligent, and so are his friends. They're all, like, yeah. next-level detectives, and this is Detective Comics. So I thought that this was the perfect oh, was story that the, for that. Where it was, like, the tw- you're the 12th smartest detective and stuff like that. Or... Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But they, they were, so they were all... Batman and all his friends took it in turns to play a mole in various different gangs, yeah. and they were deliberately inept as part of their investigations of all these different gangs, and it yeah, was, was so that, brilliantly. I think that was James Tinian the Fourth or IV. I think that was his one. It and it felt yeah. right for this collection that just in yeah. like a, a, a long term storyline, truncated into a tiny little short story as part of Detective Comics One Thousand. I thought that was yeah. so perfect. Clever characters doing a clever thing and being detectives. And it was, I was like, this is brilliant. Who was it at the end who was like, oh no, I want to have a go now and they were really small. It might have been... It was Damien. Damien, yeah. It might have been Damien doing it. I've just realised I've mixed up um, James Tinney and the Forbes one um, but I did, I really enjoyed that one as well. Like the that was my favourite. I, I thought it because it was unique and yeah. novel and clever. I, 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 I loved that story. Because they got to a point like um, a load of the stories like focused around Batman but then they got a point towards the end where they were focusing on the Bat family which is huge. Huge. They even have a whole spread yeah. on it. Those posters were beautiful, yeah. as well, weren't they? And um, like it all started with Jeff Johns' um, one with the like future family, like the last crime to be committed and stuff like that. And you know they moved it to the future a bit. And Batman and Catwoman are together. Damien's grown up and even more moody somehow. But I guess he's a teenager. He's already moody as it isn't. He True. grows up and gets even more moodier. And then they have their daughter. I thought that was really cute, like seeing them. As a family, I love like Renew Your Vows, like Spider Man, so it was nice to see Batman's version we'll, of this. We'll be talking about Renew Your Vows later on today. Exactly. And Jane's Tinning the Forbes, um, ish, um, ish, yeah, ish, no, not issue, like story on Dick Grayson. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Dick Grayson, um, j- it, like just his whole arc, like him as Robin, him as Nightwing, even him as Batman, I thought was great. And I really do enjoy Bat stories sort of centered around him, so that was a, that was a cool thing to see, really. And, yeah. This 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 was just a celebration of Batman and the book that started it all and it was clearly Everything done with inspired, huge yeah. amounts of effort and love and thought and they got a great balance of different types of stories that all talk about tell the stories of of Batman and his how lore, he's, really, how he's his history in it, yeah, yeah, and how he's affected 
the universe around him and stuff like that because that's the thing detective comics been a thousand issues batman hasn't been in every issue um no he came around around the 20s and stuff like that and obviously in different incarcerations of the universe he has died and people have t- taken over so it was nice that they sort of like you know they looked around that and they also looked at what the future of detective comics would be like i said with the jeff johns one and they just yeah it was just really nice and yeah, the big spreads and all the different variant covers. It was a great, like you say, it's a great celebration. Mm. Now, here's the question turning it around. Are you putting this on your pull and are you reading Detective Comics 1001? Right, so here's the thing. As I, as I got through it, I was about like 70 pages and I was like, this is brilliant. This is a celebration of Batman. But I thought it was a standalone thing and yeah. I was just going to have that as my one issue. And I was like, this is a, this is a special, Again, like a special trade, comic almost. Book. Yeah. yeah, like a trade. And then they did a very clever thing and gave me a what the hell moment yeah, for like what's last, happening yeah. in 1001. So, the yeah, I'm interested in it. Last it's story, not, I it? don't think it's a permanent pull, but I'll probably buy the next one to see and what the hell they're doing with see it. See how it goes. And that's, I think that's the important thing to have because, like you say, there'll be many people who would have picked this up as like, oh, it's a thousand issue. It's a big thing. Some yep. people probably naively would have bought it and go, this is going to be worth a lot of money one day. Nope. No, it won't. There'll be, nope. there'll be there's thousands so many co- and thousands yeah, and thousands there's so of many copies, copies of it. Don't, don't try and buy comics to think they're worth money. 99 will be worth a lot more than a thousand people, I think people in the 90s uh, suffered a lot from that no, I never did I just bought what I wanted to read I know I mean there's loads of people who were like um, when they found out like Action Comics 1 and all this was selling and big things everyone bought like Image this is why Image did so, um, not why they, obviously they had great stories but like a lot of their some of their stuff like were people just buying a load of ones like they'd buy the story they want to read so have a copy for themselves and a copy for the future and then because people did that there's so many about but yeah um, so it was good again a bit of a tangent tornado there but it was good that they had that story at the end um, yes because if you put it at the beginning you forget about it but it then clever. when it's there and it's like this continues in 1001 it's like and I think they, I think such. that's them being clever they they know that a lot of people will buy a thousand because it's so iconic uh, and they want people to buy a thousand and one and they did really well it was really funny because um, cynical I, but smooth when action, when action comics came up to a thousand that was the story they did with Booster Gold, so they were sneaky with that because I was reading Booster Gold, and then they got to nine nine eight, and his story finished. And I was like, I was going to get a thousand anyway. I may as well get nine nine nine. Yeah. So they got me that way, and then I, fou- I read a thousand, and I was like, No, this is where I should stop. This is where I should stop. And you didn't. It's ha- yeah, it's hard as well. Like with, I always find when I put something on my pull, I always find a. a Unless something gets cancelled, then it's a nice, like, okay, this is where I should end it. I always find it like, where do I end my pull? It's usually when I go uh, away from a comic book store, when I either go to America or move back to Manchester. But then I pick a new pull up and it's like, oh. And it's all Spider Man. <laughs> well, oh, it's not all Spider Man. It's heavily featured Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of Spider Man to read. Is it a pull for you? Oh, that is a very good question. If you're pulling it, I'll probably just nick yours because you always seem to do that to me. Oh. <laughs> because, again, it'd be one of those things. I'd be probably reading till Detective Comics 2000. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I do I do like me some... Um... That, that would make you 103. Yes. Because your... if it's 80 years... Your point. That... <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it took them 80 years to get to 1,000... You're, you're, you're 23. I was gonna, oh, so. I was going to say that's quick maths because they do... Uh, I was going to say that's very impressive quick maths um, because they come out every two weeks. So I honestly thought you worked out oh, no. what it was. Oh, uh, so it's weeks. bad maths. Okay, <laughs> you, you'll be 73. 
Did you honestly just work that way? Oh, well, I guess it's... What's half of a hundred? That's, yeah, that's fair, isn't it? Wow. I'm not... That, 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 that's I was not just, good maths. That's No, it won't be a hundred. It maths. won't even be a hundred as well, because there'll be another thousand issues. Oh, I don't care. Move on. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'll be gonna, well old. I'm going to be old, yes. Yes. But by then, <laughs> who knows what technology we'll have. We, Indeed. What will, what will we be reading comics? Will we still be reading comics? Who knows? That, that that's that's like a full segment that's of a conversation. Deep, that's a deep that, question. Deep thoughts. Yeah. Deep thoughts with Mark and Fraser. Now, the last comment we're going to talk about is Invisible Kingdom by Dark Horse. Do you want to start off with this book, or should I just say my first thought that I want to blurt out? This was absolutely beautiful. Yes, that was what I was going oh, to say. Oh, gorgeous. The art was outstanding. It the reminded f- me of, like, um, you know people always say the colour palette in, like, gardens and stuff like that. Yeah. So vibrant, so bright, like, the purples and the all those colours. I was and just like, oh, my God. They were super indulgent with, like, full-page images and, yeah. and double-page spreads and stuff. I almost forgot what the story of the comic book was. I think, <laughs> I just I think it does oh. actually... I, I, I was, I've got the same thing in my notes that it all, it's so good it almost detracts and you're not paying attention to the story <laughs> you're just like oh my goodness it's beautiful it's, oh sorry I'm reading <laughs> it's incredible it's like an art piece more than a but it well, I think so it was epic and I, I liked they did set up the Invisible Kingdom which was I think an important thing to do in this um, mm. in this comic because at first I just saw this beauty forgot the t- forgot everything about it forgot the title what they were yep. supposed to do and then it was yep. like this um person who's blind you know with the blindfold on wants to go through the city and reach this invisible kingdom so like, oh, okay nice and if we're i kind of want to see more of this invi- invisible kingdom if it's just going to look this beautiful that's the thing it's an interesting concept it didn't grab me as much as i expected it to but oh the art oh the art it's it's nearly as good as the art of descender yeah nearly 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 Oh, it's just no one. No one will touch Descender for you. Though. The the plot didn't really didn't hit it as well as I'd have liked. But does it matter? It's it's just like keep, it's like you've got a book of art. In just your keep head. Pull, just, just keep pulling for the art. But no, I, yeah, I get that because that's the thing in it. We've been saying a lot because we always say with Image, oh, it's always about the image because that's how they started. It was always artists coming together. I feel like I keep repeating myself with this, but again, we've reading another Dark Horse. Dark book Horse have been got, smashing it with art. Recently. They've got that art; it's incredible. And then the stories. Well, for me, anyway, I feel like the stories have kept it going. Like we talked about Astro Hustle, mm. um, the stories just keep it keep you going. And then that little end bit at the end there, and the end bit here. Once they got into the Invisible Kingdom, I was like, yeah, I do want to see more of this. And it's sort yeah. of like the art. Um, draws you in and hopefully the story keeps you going so it's definitely a pull for a first couple of issues just to see where the yeah, story's it's going it's a pull for um, me as well but it's not it, it wasn't the story wasn't as good as I, it wasn't bad it just wasn't it was the art was so high oh, yeah, yeah the art it is honestly because it, obviously it's a sci-fi because you love your sci-fi and I, I, I knew that and then when I looked at it I looked, opened the book the first thing I thought was Guardians of the Galaxy like those colours and I guess you could say Ragnarok and um, just the, I'm just trying to emphasise what the visuals were. It's just bright colours and stuff like that. And there's no, you don't really know the time frame. It is very clear that you're in space, and mm, it's not like mm. it's not too like oh look at those weird aliens. Look at this. It's just like the colours make it more feel more like space rather than the creatures around you. Yeah, is, I'd agree with that. Which it's, is it's just always interesting. It's a gorgeous book. It really is. Uh-huh. And it yeah, it's it's a pull for the time being, but they they, they need to. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pull. <laughs> See, you're umming and ahhing. Yeah, pull. 
But that's, uh, yeah, so they're the free comment buds we're talking about this week. Um, but we want to know your thoughts, guys, girls, geeks of all kind. What did you pick up this week? What did you pull? What did you maybe read and then pass on? Did you pick up Detective Comics 1000? What was what was your favourite story from it? Did you pick up any of the other books we talked about today? What did you think about them? Did you hear anything we discussed and be like, oh, now I want to check out these comics? Let us know any and all thoughts you have. Like we say, we've got a Facebook discussion group, we've got a Twitter, and on YouTube, we've got a comment section below. Always happy to hear your thoughts. Are you ready, Mark? Always. It's trade-off. So, so beautifully in tune. I'm not going to say anything else because I always... Oh, no. I'm differing again. No. You, you always did that. No. You don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Uh, I was going to stop myself from differing that time, but Never. then by trying to stop myself from differing, I still currently am differing. People, people expect differ. They want the diver. You wouldn't be... Deliver on the diver. (laughs) Yeah, that. (laughs) Now, this is trade-off. Where we get our comics. Where do we get them from? Anywhere. Wherever we store them. Anywhere. We don't get them from the loft anymore. Currently a gigantic pile in my office at home. (laughs) We we try to get a rhyme, but if the rhyme's not true, what are you going to (laughs) do? Wow. Now, Mark and I have, let's say, different tastes in comics you know you like you said earlier in the show you uh, sort of read comics in the 90s and stuff like that I started reading them uh, a couple of years ago and stuff like that I've done managed to do some catch up and stuff like that read some new stuff and yeah we've just got a different taste I'm very childlike um, in my ways just in life not even just in my tastes um, I like team up books I like you know your Marvel your DC um, your Archies and all those and sort of like feel good things I Read them to escape. And Mark, you're into sort of like your sci-fi, your fantasy, your horror. I am. So much horror. It's not like I don't like superheroes. It's just I'm much more into... Horror. Yeah, I know you don't get on with horror. So much. So, yeah, we've got different tastes. And what we do on this part of the show is we give each other a book that the other one hasn't read. Because we do have such different tastes. And we try each other's favourite books. for a bit, yeah. It's sort of like our taste taste is sort of like melding into one as well in a way. Yes and no. I think it's because we're both open-minded people. I'm open-minded most of the time. Uh, Yeah. Most of the time. Mine's a bit more open. Uh, Not so sure it is is when it comes to the horror. Yours is jarring open. No, because I read them anyway. You do. If I was was like you, I would have just ignored (laughs) Nope. You get very upset. (laughs) Nope. I've got the the power to veto horror. (laughs) No, you haven't. Yeah, yeah, I'll just run away from it. (laughs) No. (laughs) Anyway, no, it was your a, choice. This give me week. a nicer book, yeah. And for International Women's Month, what we've been doing the past couple of um, trade-offs, we've been doing sort of like comics either with strong female leads or strong female presences or all um, writers. That was the word. Writers or creative teams um, hmm. on the books and stuff like that. And the book we're going to look at is Amazing Spider-Man: Renew Your Vows. Now, this is going to be a bit confusing. This is not the Spider Island. No. This is not the, not Spider Island. This is not the Secret Wars um, tie-in book. This is also going to be, a, oh, I believe it was issue thirteen to eighteen. This was part of the Legacy relaunch that brought a load of um, new creative teams on different books um, for Marvel, and also acted as like a, a stepping stone for new readers to come in. They brought back um, all the original ti- all the original title numbers because a lot of them were still doing like. 
Marvel got into this routine where they just kept renumbering, 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 and it actually ended up being more confusing than it was worth. But in their legacy, they sort of they put okay, this is as, this is how many issues of this book there's been. Um, so like Spider Man went back oh, that's to interesting. yeah, Spider Man went back to like the eight hundreds and stuff like that. But yeah. then they put Marvel Legacy and then the story part one. So it was mainly focusing again, getting those new readers in, but sort of just being like right jump on board and they do a really nice thing in the in the issue first issue of this um where at the end they did it at the first issue of every marvel legacy thing they had like a two page sometimes one page basically origin story or something to keep you up to date previously on exactly and this one got me very very it got me so emotional just because Mark, do you want to talk about your opinions on this book? Well, I'd read the the original Renew Your Vows, the the graphic novel of that, and I'd, I'd loved it. So I suspected I would like this, and I liked the the concepts of of Spider Family. It's, spider it's lovely, fam. isn't it? Yeah. Spider Fam, nice. Spider Fam. Uh, initially, not so fond of the art on this. Uh, yeah. The, oh wait, before sorry, before we delve into it, I'll I'll set up. I'll so, so you asked me I'll to d- get started and then yeah, you stop me. I'm a mistake. Just take a pause. So just to set this up, um, the Jodie Hauser, the one we always talk about her, it seems a lot on Paula Pass. She's done a lot of great stuff she's, uh, recently. She's been working on a load of Star Wars books, especially Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, Stranger Things, she did the latest Doctor Who run with the 13th Doctor. Um, but she was the new writer on this. This is why we're talking about it. We're also talking about the lead characters. It's basically... Um, uh, Renew Your Vows is an alternative universe where Peter Parker in the main universe did a very silly thing when Aunt May died he made a deal with the devil to save Aunt May but it meant that his marriage with Mary Jane never happened and it's it's caused a lot of heartbreak for a lot of Spider-Man readers especially me because I love those two together but wow. uh, so <laughs> Renew Your Vows is basically a world where he didn't make that deal it's also funny enough because they mention it in some in early Renew Vows books, but this is also a world where Civil War didn't happen because of that. And there's also small different changes and stuff like that, but it is, like I say, it's focusing on the family. So you've got um, Spiderling, who's a little daughter. Uh, I think it's Anne, Annie. Annie. It is Annie. And then you've got Mary Jane as Spider. Like, she's in, in full Spider gear and everything. So it's the three of them sort of going around being a family team, and it's... It's cute, and there's also other family dynamics in there, like um, you get Norman Osborn Jr., who's uh, the grandson of Norman Osborn, the son of Harry Osborn, and it didn't work out for those other two Osborns, but now he's sort of, he's like a little kid who has to, de- um, he's a little kid who has to deal with controlling Oscorp, um, but this legacy title, it's the first one's called Eight Years Later, so it, it, the Renew Your Vows, when it started, it was starting them when she was very young, I think she was only like... Um, she was it wasn't even it must have been like six or seven or eight yeah think, seven yeah. or eight she was super young but now she's a teenager you know she's yeah. in high school sophomore if you're American you probably know what that means it's <laughs> don't know what that means to us but it's okay. focusing around that off you go unpause sorry just had to say I realised I just had to say it up. I was I was gonna talk about that the eight years thing is a clever idea because the it felt like the original Renew Your Vows stuff had told its story with a little girl. Yeah. Whereas now she's a teenager, that's a new story, a new yeah, exactly. new thing to look at. And I think that's a great idea, and I'm glad that they carried it on from there. The The fact that Civil War didn't happen means that... Um, yeah, well, 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 
Wolverine and Spider-Man particularly matey in the main universe? That's not something I was aware well, of. That, yeah, so <laughs> it's funny. There's this, fi- there's this thing between them. There's a, a great um, issue that, of Ultimate Spider-Man where they switch bodies. They do like a Freaky Friday thing. Right. There's, this fi- there's always this thing with Wolverine and Spider-Man. It's whether like, they actually get on or not. And like Wolverine's always like, oh, this stupid kid or whatever. And Spider-Man's just like, he's... It's basically... It's a, it's, someone mentioned this and I can't remember who. It's like a baby bloomer and a millennial trying to be trying to get on because Peter Parker you know he sees all these different heroes and stuff like that and he's fought in all these wars and Wolverine's like you don't show me enough respect I fought in this war and that war and he's like yeah, so did Captain America and he's like, I fought against so, Nazis so did I fought against Red Skull and stuff like that so it's sort of so there is Wolverine, that thing there so if Wolverine's a boomer yeah. and um, Spider-Man's a millennial can you give me an example of um, a superhero that would be Gen X or like my generation? We've always been forgotten. We've had the worst deal. It completely sucks to be Gen X. We've got nothing good from the boomers and we've got nothing good from the millennials. We're the generation that are completely screwed. So you're, who's the most whiny superhero in there? <laughs> that joking. would be a millennial. Oh, no, wait, you've got... Um, what's his face? Thunderstrike. There you go, that's your Thund- Gen X. Thunderstrike is a Gen X. <laughs> Brilliant. But no, that's basically their dynamic. So they sort of do get on in a way, but it's just sort of like they're always butting heads, but in a sort of jokey way. And it's... I do love the stories between Wolverine and Peter Park, and it's funny that it comes into this story, and like obviously because yeah. they're both trying to train and Annie up and stuff the like that. The one thing I noticed that I liked was that... Um, Wolverine has always been acknowledged as being short. Oh, they he's shorter than a teenager. Yeah, yeah, they, and I thought that was clever. They cartoonise it, and I think it's brilliant. That's what this universe does, though. It, it goes back to that sort of like I don't know. It's just more whimsical, like um, sort of like Teen Titans Go. It's, it's okay to be short and badass. And, exactly, yeah. But and it, you do get gangly teenagers. So I thought, I thought, I just thought that was a nice little touch, and it, well remembered and well done. You know, it, it, it's just. It, I think it's just one of them, though, because it's like um, a lot of comic books now, because you see Wolverine in the big screen, it's like he's looking like Hugh Jackman, so he's got to be this tall thing. So they're just like, no, we're we're remembering our roots and stuff like that. And And obviously Annie was gangly and skinny next to this gigantic chunk of muscle of a man. He just happens to be short, and people are like that. Not all superheroes are going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger or Zac Efron. You're going to get the... Andre the Giants, or various different shapes and sizes of people. And I I, I don't know what made me... but that stood out as something that was really well done. No, no, it does stand out. After I bitched about the art, that was really well done. Oh, yeah. I I really... I enjoyed the art just because of... uh, I think of the vibe it got for the story and stuff like that. Um, Because, like I say, this is the second run of Renew Your Vows. um, Yes. Eight years later. They did... Oh, no, 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 sorry. They... (laughs) <clears throat> they did the Renew Your Vows that you read with the Warzone, um, the Warzone Battle Planets from Secret Wars. Right. And then they brought it back. So that was in 2015. Then they brought it back in 2017. And they had 1 to one to 12, which is, again, a young story. They just sort of not picked it up where the last book left off, but just sort of like, oh, we want to tell this again. And, you know, someone else wants to work on Renew Your Vows. And then they did eight years later. Right, okay. Yeah, which was nice. Like, I enjoyed... I've enjoyed all three of them, if that makes sense. Yeah. If you want to split them up into three, I've enjoyed all three. Um, 
I really liked how they had the three different perspectives in three different issues yeah. to reach the same point. Exactly. I thought that was really well done, and I thought that was a really nice way of acknowledging the, the three different characters and how important they all are to the plot and the family and how, how they work together but also how they also think separately that was a, that was brilliant because that, that that was really nicely yeah, done that's the thing that can happen in these books sometimes or like the concern can be is like it's a spider-man book so spider-man takes the lead and these two become side characters or it, it's an annie book because you know she's the new character and the parents take a back foot well the, the annie all, book was the next three issues yeah, the all, other half of the graphic novel all three of them get a focus point and stuff like that and they all play in important parts and they yeah they all bring different perspectives because sometimes peter's wrong well most of the time peter's wrong and mary jane is right and he should just listen to mary jane but there's also times that mary jane needs to listen to either peter or annie and stuff like that and it it is really cool to see i liked the um because it it was split into two halves you had the eight years late and then you had um hard times at middleton high and stuff like that um and the middleton the, the midtown high middleton Midtown, the Midtown High stuff, I really enjoyed because obviously uh, that was nice. Pete, yeah, Peter becomes a teacher there, and the, yes. it's more about Annie finding friends. Those and three stuff. issues, I actively dislike the art. The first three issues yeah. didn't like particularly. Those three issues, I really disliked it. Peter was ugly as sin. And it did look different. I, yeah. I really, really disliked the art to the point where it put me off the book a little bit. Just personal taste. I'm sure other people like that style, but. That didn't art didn't resonate with me, and it's a shame because it was a nice little storyline, a clever little storyline with yeah. two kind of well fleshed out but ultimately throwaway job exactly, superheroes. Yeah, they, they it was nicely done. Free, they were only there for three issues. They only had powers for three issues and stuff like that. But they still added to Annie's story. And but it was it was a really nice teenage story. Whereas yeah. the first one was a family story. The the second half was more of a teenage story and it was really well done it's good as well because Renee Vals has done this before like the issues before they'll take like maybe three issues to focus on one of the characters so like um, Mary Jane had a story where she got the Venom symbiote took over her um, okay. So she fo- she had like the focus point for three issues, but again, it was Peter and Annie trying to help her deal with that. And yeah. in this, it was Annie's story, but yet Mary Jane again helps, and Peter Peter's there, you know, in the school, like trying to like work it all out. And it's it is again, it's it's nice that you can have these three characters, but no one's seen, you know, even if one takes the forefront, the others don't get lost in the limelight, which I think is nice. And it's again, family books. It was beautiful. What did you think about? The little origin thing at the first thing, because that, oh, it's so beautiful. The little origin thing? Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, eight years later, they have, like, a origin thing at the back. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was clever. That was nice, and it, it was helpful for people who either hadn't read the book for a while or uh, hadn't read the book at all. So, yeah, yeah, that was cool. That's, S- well, yeah. So, comics need more stuff like that so, as well, because so, it's difficult to get into comics, so like I So, like I said... Previously, they did that for all the legacy things, but the Good. one I really enjoyed about this was just how how cute it was because it was just it was a celebration. It felt of Mary Jane and Peter's you, relationship. You were such a squishy person. I am, that. I am, but it's, oh, it's just it was just so cute because they were just like they they subtly mentioned that in another universe, like the devil's um, Mephisto, Mephisto, and I just stumbled. Mephisto sort of appears, but it, like, I like the Mephisto they, character. They mention it like they they go it's just nasty. And I can't think of a world without and then Mephisto's in the background. It's just like, oh, but there is a world where you're without her and it's it's not good. Oh, Mephisto. But it's looking like they might come back together, so fingers crossed. But if not, 
for the meantime, we've always got Renew Your Vows. And yeah, and for, for me, I'd, I'd, I'd enjoyed the original Renew Your Vows, and I'd seen that as a natural ending. And I did enjoy coming back to it. I do feel like this is the kind of comic book that I will never prioritise. It's it's fun. It's cool. Yeah. But it's not something I'm going to prioritise. There are other books that I'm much more into, but I understand completely that this is really well written, really fun, really cool. And if I've got a spare half an hour, I will pick up another one. But it's not something I think I'll actively actively seek out. Doesn't, it, doesn't mean I thought it was bad, because yeah, yeah. I didn't. I liked it. The, but, yeah. The it's it's fun and it's cute. It's interest, interesting the way it works out because um, we say trade off and usually we we do give each other trades. But I had to give you single issues. Because yeah, just give me single issues. The, the, it's the same thing. This though. what this it's what, what would have been in the yeah, trade. Yeah. This was on my pull for the longest time, and it's really funny because it was one of them. It literally came out um, usually once a month, sometimes not even that. So it was like you say, it wasn't always a. I'm going into my comic bookstore for Renew Your Vows. It was always a nice, pleasant surprise. It's like, oh, there's another Renew Your Vows here. And it's like, it was a nice sort of side story because there's so many Spider-Man yeah. books out. And I was like, oh, here's a nice I, little thing. I, I haven't done that yet. I haven't given you single issues as the equivalent of a trade. Yeah. But I will be doing that when we read Runaways, the new run of Runaways. Yeah. So, you know, we, we can do this. We can break the rules. This is our show. Damn it. Oh, I don't know. Rule breakers. Rule breakers. Rebels. Mavericks. In it. Look at us being maverick. Mankfricks, because we're both Manchester people now. It's true. I was going to say we're both man- Manx at heart, but then I remembered you're not actually originally from Manchester. Yeah, but I've lived in Manchester longer than I've ever lived anywhere else. Exactly. I'm as Manc- in fact, you're I've as lived man- in Manchester as long as you've been alive, yeah. mate. You're just as Manc as me. Yeah, I'm pretty Manc. Manc. <laughs> just don't sound it. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Get in the bin. <laughs> And with that, uh, with that attack on Manx accents, sure, mate. You're nearly, you're like close to Birmingham. Yeah. That's the worst accent of all. Uh, yeah, but my my accent softened to a kind of weird no, amalgam it's, of it's lots of things. Fu- it's funny, just to again digress and sort of. No, actually, yeah. Let's keep this in. <laughs> this, I was going to say, or well, say this for another thing, but no, there was this Facebook post. And it was like, what would you rather have? And it was a poll. Obviously, it's a meme where like the polls already been picked out. I've heard of memes. And it was like, what would you rather have, chlamydia or a Birmingham accent? And it was like 9% chlamydia, 10% Well, it's, easier, it's easier to get rid of chlamydia, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that is a trade-off for this week. If you have checked out uh, any of the Renew Your Vows, any like, form, the Secret Wars ones, the early, the early like 12 issues, or the eight years later, or are you still reading it now? We would love to get your thoughts. And if you haven't read it, um, but you've listened to us talk about it, are you keen to read it now? If you're a um, Peter Parker and Mary Jane obsessed person like me, just want them to be together, I'd definitely recommend it. It will cure that thing that's been missing in your heart. And if you just want a love, sappy story, or a family-friendly, nice, family, wholesome thing, definitely check it out. But yeah, like we say, if you do check it out or if you have checked it out, let us know your thoughts. Uh, Facebook discussion group we've got going on. We've got our Twitter and the YouTube comment section below the YouTube video. Now, I'm going to channel my inner Flash and Shazam. He has that super speed. And I'm going to do a super fast comments compared. This is As always, there's similarities, differences and always comparisons. 
I'm we ran out of time. We ran out of time. We ran out of time. The River News took a the, big chunk of time. You, it's not not a word. <laughs> Mark thought I couldn't talk for ages on my own about Shazam. It, it was more that you couldn't talk for ages without spoilers, and you did acceptably well Thank on that. Thank you. That's one of my superpowers. <laughs> well, we yeah, we, we, we haven't done this since we've gone two hours, but we have run out of time for one of the know, section, yeah, sections of the show. That. But we've covered, we've covered the news, we've covered Pull or Pass, and we've, we've covered, covered Trade-Off. Trade off. Our three Oh, main section. We've just not got time for our extra fourth segment exactly. this week. But that's all right because it'll be around next week. It's comics compared. You guys still don't know what it's going to be about. So. Yeah. and it works as well because it's it fits with Shazam, um, the comics compared, and Shazam's still not out yet. So no, it's not. And it probably won't be next week. No, yeah. it's not out next week. You you've seen it like two, oh, three weeks in advance. Amazing. Oh, yeah, thank it's you. Pre- it's pretty cool. cool. Thank you, Odin. I mean, and, and I would I would genuinely like to have gone had I not been working. You know, at my pub quiz at Head Bar in Stretford every Wednesday, seven thirty start. Come and win beer and 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 some money. Do you uh, give a prize? Is one of your prizes a wedding? Because I know you do no. also do weddings as well, no, don't no. you? Do you want to plug, prizes do you isn't plug a wedding. that? Do you want to plug that as but well? You, you can employ me to be your <laughs> wedding celebrant as well. If you what see, happens so. if I'm a quiz goer? I'm getting married, and I also like wrestling as well. Well, then I get lots of money from you, basically. Oh really? Thanks. Oh. I like money. Pay me to do stuff. Sorry, I'm just trying to get all your plugs in. We've got an extension cable here. I think I we can fit one more in. Anything else you want to plug? Um, this radio show yes. every week, every, every week. Saturday. Or on our Mits Cloud, or podcast, or YouTube. Be sure to check it out. Indeed, <laughs> I'm sure you're already checking out if you hear this. So well, that's the you. show. Thank you very much for listening. We've had a fab time. We hope you have too. And we'll see you next week on Geek Great of the Week. Scott, it's been almost an hour. What the devil are they doing? Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. Thanks for listening to Geek of the Week. Be sure to tune in next week. Same geek time, same geek channel. And if you want to follow us on social media, it's at GOTW Radio on Twitter. Search for Geek of the Week Radio Show on Facebook. And to listen again, it's www.mixcloud.com forward slash Geek of the Week Radio Show.